and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 224 for the week of August 20th, 2012. Welcome, everybody. We're back again. This is Adam, and I'm here on Skype. Joining me is Roy and Doug. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. It's a beautiful day. Hey, Roy. Uh, I thought I'd let you uh, talk there so we didn't like talk over you this time. Oh, you're fine. Okay. I'm, I'm a man of few words. Well, not always. <laughs> let's put it this way the ones that you do have to say are, are worth listening to so let's, how's that <laughs> I think it said worthless <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like that at the beginning Thanks, that's Doug. funny that's <laughs> great being with you tonight guys. okay yeah and good night <laughs> anyway uh, okay uh, tonight today we're going to be talking about um, the Oasis Trails at Animal Kingdom um, we always try to come back and revisit Animal Kingdom as much as we can. Hopefully one of these days we're going to have a lot more to speak about as they uh, uh, open the park up to the, uh, whatever it's going to be called, Pandora Land or Avatarville or whatever it ends up being. But for now we're <laughs> going to be... Avatarville. Actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is um, uh, this is actually well worth talking about. The Oasis Trails are something that a lot of people miss as they just kind of bolt into the park or bolt out at the end of the day. So... Anyway, uh, we're going to speak about that. Um, might throw in some news here in just a minute, and, uh, and that'll wrap it up for this week. So we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we're back. Uh, we actually do have just a little bit of news to discuss. We actually started discussing it off mic here and then realized, hey, we're not really talking on the show right now, so let's move in. Um, the news is that they've actually dropped the rope drop or opening ceremonies for every park except for the Magic Kingdom. And at this time, what they've been doing is allowing people in about 15 minutes before the actual park open. So... Uh, that may happen when you're there. They said that uh, the last time I was at the Hollywood Studios, but that did not uh, turn out to be the fact while I was there. But who knows? Maybe that's the way it's going to work for everyone now. I feel like I want the... You know, it was fine. Not a lot of people showed up to them, but I, I still would like them for special occasions like Star Wars weekends. I, I really think... I haven't been to one, but I've seen it on YouTube and like the... The way the stormtroopers are there and all that stuff, I think that's cool. And I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm sure they'll still do that. And, and you know what? I, I I wonder if they'll bring it back at some point. Because if you're only going down there for a four-day, five-day trip, and you have one day at the park, you want to go early, and it, it is kind of a neat spectacle to be part of any kind of opening ceremony. And so hope hopefully do something for those people that you know are looking forward to to that. Right. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. Most people, uh, especially when I was at Hollywood Studios, we've been there. Most people just kind of stand there blank, um, like they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I do think. Yeah. I don't know. I do kind of miss it in some ways. Uh, when we were standing at Universal, Adam, didn't you kind of feel like, eh, something feels like it's missing here? <laughs> they just opened yeah. the park early and led us through the turnstiles. And yeah. I did, and, and while at the same time they did that little opening thing at Universal where they brought in a family and said, all right, take, you know, lights, camera, action, let's go, and it was kind of whatever, but 
I, I, the, the story of a Disney story park opening, you know, when Animal Kingdom, when they come tromping out on that thing and they say, don't forget your sunscreen, you know, that kind of stuff. That right. was just fun. And it, it seemed like the kids loved that one. So, oh, yeah. The fact that they took that one away um, concerns me a little bit. And I, I, I don't know. I always feel like they could do a lot more at Epcot. Um, the last time I was there, all I heard was test, test, <laughs> test. <laughs> That's so, what I was going to say. Check one, two. Yeah. Check, check. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. <laughs> well, I tell you, ooh, got me going. I was like, wow, I must be at Epcot. I, they're, they're doing a check on a mic. So, anyway. Uh, um, so, that's basically all the news we have for this week. Um, so, I guess I'll get a chance to check that out and maybe give you a live report on it as I enter the parks here in just a few weeks. So, uh, that's it for the news, and we'll be back with the feature. everybody and we're back to talk about one of my favorite parks disney's animal kingdom and i think it's just one of those things that i was talking to doug and roy about this and i'm like you know what we need to do another show on disney's animal kingdom and so we've got a couple more we're thinking about doing um but this is definitely one of those shows that uh is worth talking about because i feel like it's not something you know a lot about and uh it can help enjoy your park experience a lot more So you guys can pipe in anytime. Okay. I know we're on Skype. Oh, and it's, talking. <laughs> it's time to talk now, Roy. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I always feel like um, and we've said it all the time. There's a lot of uh, uh, things that people don't know about Animal Kingdom, and so we keep trying to bring it out there. The little hidden things, uh, a little bit at a time. I do know when we did the, I think it's the, were they the Discovery Island paths around the Tree of Life? Yeah. Is, is that what those were? Yeah. That's where, yeah, it's the yeah. Tree of Life paths. Right. Yep. Um, I know the video actually was pretty big, and it seemed like a lot of people really hadn't seen them before, or if they had, they'd never seen a comprehensive video of them, and so that that video did really well. So yeah, yeah. I know well, we have a couple other videos out there. Uh, one from Dino Land, and then I tried to do one at night to kind of give people an idea of how absolutely gorgeous the place is at night. So. Anyway, it's something that's hard to see now. But anyway, we... Yeah, the, the, the challenge with the Oasis is, is people have this mentality when you're at Disney that you need to get in the park and, and hightail it to the first attraction that you want to ride. And, and it's just a different mindset at the Animal Kingdom. And, and so you need to just slow down and really enjoy the first, you know, whatever it is, 100 yards or whatever that you, you loop around the Oasis and, and just slow down and stop and, and take in the sights because there's a lot of things to see before you actually get into the, the heart of the park. Oh, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Definitely. It's a we, kind of a paradigm shift for, you know, on Disney vacation. And we actually, Adam, did we visit them on the way out of the park or was it kind of somewhere in yes. between? Yeah. Yes, we did. And it was one of those moments when we were, uh, we had already gone to a park earlier that day and we were thought, oh, let's go check out Animal Kingdom in the evening. We want to get it at dark whatever and then we so we rushed through oasis to get into the park and then on our way out i said hey doug you know i've checked this out before why don't you see what you think and we took pictures and video oh and, man uh, just gorgeous yeah. lighting and water and yeah it was great 
That yeah, at the time the sun was actually setting even more too, and so it added an even more ambiance to it that you don't get, you know, in, in any other park. So yeah, I would like to see people do this before things really set off, you know, in a couple of years when the park I have a feeling if they open this new land there, um the park's going to be nuts. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I think that you hopefully they don't break that kind of serene environment. Um I know that they I know that Disney's always hoping for more attendance, but at the same time I hope it doesn't kind of blow that that uh that just environment that you can get into while you're there. I, I do remember yeah. walking along the paths at one point. I actually have video of this where you can see out over the river. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. And I just I don't know. I see that even in the video I've got now. And it's just it's fantastic. Oh yeah. It's gorgeous. And it, well, it's, it's, it's kind of nice that those those paths are wide enough that even if you do have a lot more traffic in the park, I think there's still plenty of room for those who want to pull off to the side and enjoy the sights. I think there's still room for that. So, yeah, it'd be a little more crowded and a little more chaotic and more screaming children. But I think there's room to still for those who want to take it in. I think there's still well, you know, be and I, I never and I didn't know that much about it at the time, but. Uh, when I was doing the picnic in the park with my son, I don't know if they still do that, but I would opt now and I would go back into one of those paths and sit on a bench and eat. Man, that would be it would be great. Yeah, and again, and we've said this a million times, you know, our big staple for Animal Kingdom eating lunch, especially, is Flame Tree and down yeah. by the paths, you know, where those pavilions are, and it's just a great experience to have a nice, relaxing meal and just to sit, look out at the. You know the park and the nature and the, the theming and everything that goes along with it. So. And especially first thing in the morning before it gets hot. Oh yeah. It's really and I don't know because we were there in the evening and the heat was kind of backing off, and it was mm -hmm. into October at that point. So, um, wow, I don't know. It just doesn't get doesn't get much nicer in a park, um, than than what we enjoyed there on that that really the time that we were there in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So what 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 is what is your favorite part of the Oasis Trails? The animals or the all the plant life or what? I think the plant life, and stuff's just so hidden back in there. And then, well, like the, I would see the breakthrough view, you know, between some trees and stuff of the, through the foliage of the river, and you realize, wow, I'm kind of right there on it. Um, it's you know, just, they've got plants from every continent except Antarctica there. Really? Yeah. You know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I know that they had taken some exotic things because their their whole point is the fact that the, it's not like going to be this just, oh, this is just a generic woods you're walking through, you know, to come through to the park. They actually wanted to introduce it in a way that was, um, how do I want to say, the, I guess the most um, immersive nature concept that they could think of without being... Uh, oh, this is a video, or here's a character, or here's music playing, or any of that kind of stuff. They just wanted it, nature to speak for itself. And so pulling in plants from all over the place is one of those concepts I know they had in mind when they created it. So, Well, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you, if you again, if you stop and, and take a deep breath and pull off to the side as you walk into the park and just take it in, you, you, it's amazing what you'll see. I mean, yeah, you've got the... The animals doing their thing, which is always entertaining, but the, but the plant life is, is pretty amazing. I would agree with you. Yeah. And you cool. keep saying about pulling off, and I do remember seeing some people with kids in strollers, and they were just kind of back in there and just parked yeah. and sitting on the mm -hmm. benches and stuff and just kind of hanging out. Uh, it's a little quieter and stuff back in there, so. Yeah. 
I guess if you start to feel overwhelmed at some point, that's a perfect place to go. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so what I like to do is maybe I'll try to summarize a little bit of what the uh, the Disney Imagineers book talks about. Um, again, I highly recommend it. Um, it's called the Imagineers Guide to uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Oh, I'm sorry, the Imagineering Field Guide to Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And there's four of them now. They came out with Animal Kingdom not too long ago. I, I think I announced it on the show, but I'm a big fan of it. And actually, I think, didn't I send you guys the audio? I actually read it into yeah, the did. microphone and yeah, sent you, you guys the you audio, You sent it to right? me. I do remember that. It was good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Roy, do you remember getting that from me? I don't me? think you sent that to me. I, I've okay. got a couple of those books, and they, they are fascinating to read. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend them, too. Yeah. And they also, uh, I didn't realize this, but they actually update them over time. So, like, I'm actually, I haven't bought the Magic Kingdom one yet, but I think I'm going to wait until Fantasyland's well open and they update that guide to talk about Fantasyland and how they put some stuff into that for the new stuff. But. Mm. Um, but it, it kind of brings insights into things, and I, I'd like to talk about it, especially Oasis, and that's what kind of this show is about, I think, uh, on top of the fact that Doug did some video, and we did some photos, and we visited it, and we took time sitting around, you know, just looking around, but uh, Oasis, and I've heard this on other podcasts, so people at least know this, you know, the whole concept of Oasis is that you are coming from the outside world of a parking lot. You've walked this, you know, big, long parking lot, and in Animal Kingdom's parking lot's kind of, I mean, it's not quite like Epcot, where you've got the monorail. It's its not quite like um, Magic Kingdom, where you actually have to go across a big lake to get to Magic Kingdom. You know, it's none of that kind of stuff. You just kind of get to the parking lot. You see the... You see the Rainforest Cafe, you see the the turn the ticket kiosks and stuff like that, and you see um, pavement even starts to take shape where they have a, on the pavement, as you enter the park, there's a um, concept art, not concept art, but it's an actual art piece of the Tree of Life in the ground, in the concrete. And then uh, you walk past the ticket kiosks and you go through the turnstiles and you're presented with just nature and... Their idea is this is your introduction into the Disney's Animal Kingdom. We're not gonna, we're not gonna throw a big, you know, slideshow. We're not gonna do this big technology. We're not gonna have whatever. We're just gonna present you with the calmness of nature and try to, as much as we can, just let that be your introduction, so that when you, you're leaving the outside world, you're entering into the Animal Kingdom, you get that transition. And um, it's just a, it's a neat idea. So anyway, that's that's one of the things. But I think one of the coolest things is you have two different paths to go down. And I don't know. Doug, do you remember that when we walked in? I do remember, yeah, how the paths – actually, you mean on the right and the left-hand side? Correct. Yeah. Yep. And I, it was very – it was kind of odd at first. I didn't – yeah, I didn't expect that, that it would be mm -hmm. on both sides. I thought at first when we – come because we kind of delved into the, the right-hand side first. If you were walking into the park, it would be the right-hand side. We mm -hmm. walked around through there, and then all of a sudden we popped out, went across the main path, and came out, went into another whole side, and I thought, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea here is um, much like – basically, they, they themed this area – okay, not themed. They basically took this idea from Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Well, of course, a lot, all the parks are kind of themed off of this area, but if you think of that park or you know Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World – 
you're standing there, the train station's there, you got the Mickey, you've gone through your turnstiles, and then what do you do? Well, you have two options. You either go left or you go right, and you go underneath the train tracks. Well, that's the same concept. And the cool thing, too, is once you get in the Oasis, you actually can cross paths, like you were just saying. On, I guess you could kind of do that when you're, you know, in the... In, uh, what is it, Town Square, right. uh, Magic Kingdom. I just now so, got that as you said that. So that is yeah. the concept of, wait, of the concrete, and you kind of walk through that tunnel thing. Yeah. See, okay. now that's at the end, that's the end of the Oasis. Right. But there's all this nature stuff before Oasis between, you still have those two paths going, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the concept. Okay. Um, uh, so anyway, they, they, they started with that, and then they decided, okay, now let's take nature and put this in place, and just like um main street usa is you know it's set in what's the time frame um uh, what's it 1900s early yes right yes it's like the turn of the century between you know shortly after the 1800s just ended and you're in the 1900s and the whole idea in in the magic kingdom is it is a simpler time you are traveling in you are now entering the the simpler times of the simpler days when telephones were just here and you know the town mayor's out greeting people and all this stuff well the same concept of the animals is in the oasis yeah i don't know if you guys noticed but they actually don't have music playing in this section of the park no i was just thinking about that yes yeah. i do remember walking and trying to find speakers and i remember there weren't on yeah in that area mm -hmm. all right they purposely do that because they want you to interact. Well, first, they want you to see the animals because there are some there, and we'll talk about that in a second, but on the fact that it is nature. So you've got water, and you've got plants, and you've got these exotic plants, and that's it. And you are, you know, making your way from the outside world into this, to, to a simpler time when it's just the simple ends of nature before you get to the rest of the park where there's other themes throughout the park that are more, you know, aren't so simpler. You know, you've got way back in Rafiki's Planet Watch, it's all about, well, conservation and we've polluted our earth and let's fix it. And, you know, the Yeti is about to attack you over here in Everest or, you know, there's poachers over in the safari or whatever, anything like that. It's, it's even simpler than that. They just want to introduce you into that concept. So. Um, I just thought that was cool as I was reading through the Imagineering guide that it was like, wow, this is so this makes just, me appreciate it more. So it's not just randomly set there. I mean, it has purpose. Exactly. I, I do remember, yeah, the, even the water. Um, of course, they have water projects everywhere, with waterfalls. But mm -hmm. even back in there, to where you would think this is kind of set away and a lot of people aren't going to see it, there was actually a waterfall in that area. And I don't know. I mean, because I've worked around that stuff and tried to maintain those you know those kind of projects and I know the amount of work it takes to keep one of those things maintained and running I just can't imagine as many as they have all of the water that's running um, not just in the oasis area but up around the tree of life I mean that's all that's all pumped uh, some of it, of course, oh, yeah. you're using falling yeah. water but you have to pump it back up to that area and bring it back down and keep those waterfalls running continuously and I always tend to go to the mechanical side of keeping things running and as I look at all that I just am astounded um, that it's all running and that it's all working it all works I just I mean you know a lot of people talk about oh there's a light bulb out here and there the uh, magic kingdom or whatever and I'm just thinking if you had any idea the amount of, of um, attention it takes to keeping all of those things running 
uh, especially in Animal Kingdom, that most people never notice. They just notice water pouring, and of course you just think, in your mind, you just think, well, yeah, water's just, it's a waterfall, it's just pouring downhill. But there, it's actually, they have to build that and make it work mechanically. And I, I just give them massive credit for that and for actually keeping it running. Because um, I, I think that if it stopped in some areas, a lot of people, unless they've seen it before, they probably wouldn't even notice. But, mm -hmm. the, but the fact that it is working uh, creates an amazing, it's just an amazing um, piece of scenery. Uh, the sounds coming off of it. Um, I don't know. I'm astounded by that, and that minute detail that they even get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I well, the, the, the scale of, of the project, you know, the, the canopy that you've got over top, so all those water sounds are, you know, they, they kind of stay in there and they resonate. You really are, you know, we talked about immersion, you know, on some of these attractions, and you are immersed in in the park with your first few steps if, if you slow down and, and let and let yourself be immersed. Do you remember, Adam, how the um, real foliage was grown into the fake stuff up around Tree of Life? Oh, yeah. And in fact, <laughs> that's what I was going to tell you about it. Uh, I think that the reason, you know, the waterfalls... Okay, first off, we already talked about there's no music. So the actual waterfall is the music background to this section of the park. So it's a must that this... The priority of the waterfalls running is a must. Because if they're not running... This section is horribly like They're empty, quiet. you know, and it's bad. And then you but could hear the that, sounds of the park too, if that stuff's not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On top of that, what is a waterfall? And if you think of it in nature, it's natural. No one thinks of a waterfall as something that takes a lot of effort and something that they create. <laughs> but in fact, what Disney has done is they've taken something that used to be a cow pasture and created this amazing park with all these waterfalls that are man-made, but at the same time. They've done it so well that you don't even think about it being man-made because it just looks so natural in, in its surroundings, including that where something man-made has been made and then the actual real foliage started to grow over top of it to make it even cooler looking. So anyway, yeah, just I'm, a thought. Yeah. It's all those little things. So, And yeah, I'm not one who would slow down and start to notice that. Um, but once I did, oh, yeah. I it was amazing just all of the detail the little things I could continually just pick out uh, or they would kind of smack me in the face after I would see them uh, presented to me for a little while then I would realize well I realized looking at the tree wait a minute this is concrete you know from the tree it looks like a mm -hmm. tree but the foliage now has grown up over it to the point where I can't tell hardly what's real what's what and yeah. what's fake and that's the immersive experience yeah um, I, I also wanted to talk about the animals and Roy it sounds like I didn't talk to you before but do you have like a list of the animals and do you have something in front of you uh, just talking about some of the animals that they put there and I we can go into the, I, I can tell you from the Imagineering Guide why they've chosen these animals but yeah I've got a list here uh -huh. go ahead if you want to rattle some of those off well the first thing you come to I think is the African spoonbill uh, it's, a, it's a white long-legged bird uh, you know, wades in the shallow waters. Uh, then you've got uh, the military macaw. So, uh, you know, in addition to the waterfall, the sound, you've got, got the macaws walking at you, which is obviously a pretty uh, neat immersion into the sounds of, of the forest. Uh, and you got a giant anteater. And then there's actually a Patagonian cabby. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's so better can, than yeah. I did with Sandhan Hill. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it was kind of like a like a 
bunny goat thing. <laughs> it's kind of a weird looking creature. I'm not sure how big it is, but it eats, it eats grass and can run 20 miles an hour and leap more than six feet. So uh, kind of lays around in the sun. They got ducks. Uh, you got iguanas. And uh, so there, you know, there, there's there's some interesting critters out there. Mm-hmm. So does in the Imagineers, they talked about the fact they chose they wanted to choose animals that were um, very calming, but at the same time they weren't um, like uh, well, of course, like an elephant or a giraffe. Obviously, those are crazy. You know, they're big and they're, they take up a lot of room, and that would be something that is not going to calm you as you transition into the rest of the park. But they wanted to pick animals that had a very um, interactive but at the same time you could get close with them and they weren't going to make a big deal about it you know like the macaws i think of these guys like when we were up there i remember just taking the video camera and they're just like hanging out they're like crawling up and down their little rope and they're like pecking at each other and the one was like throwing the rope over the side and like yes that just is playing it. with it and doing stuff i remember now. that now yeah 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 because yeah, they kind of took me kinda, by surprise yeah. mm-hmm that they were just kind of all of a sudden hanging out back in there. Yeah, yeah, and, and stuff like that is um, was the choice of the selection for this this section of the park, and and you know they wanted it to be one of those where, okay, these guys, if you think of it, Main Street again, you know they're like, oh hey guys, uh, welcome to Main Street USA. Here's some popcorn. You know they're kind of like the animal section of you know the Oasis or whatnot. It's like. Oh, welcome to the jungle. We're just hanging out, having fun. See you later, you know? <laughs> That's exactly right. So it wasn't like they were on display, though. They just yeah, exactly. happened to be and, there. And yeah, and the, the the way they've designed the architecture around it, they really aren't just um, on display. Like, there's not this ginormous sign that says, big arrow, you know, look at the McCall. Exactly. It's over here. You know, it's, it's very subtle. They've got... Uh, they actually talk about the handrails in it, the fact that the handrails are kind of look like a woven stick sort of looking, and they've purposely hid those down so that you don't get a sense that you are even in a place that's organized from a walking standpoint. They wanted the handrails to kind of be there, you know, uh, unobstructive and allow you to be able to touch base with the, you know, the characters or the, the animals that are actually introducing you, so. Uh, I just thought, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting as I read through no, it. No, I just happened to think about that as you were reading through it, though. The fact that the McCall's, they really weren't on display. Uh, we just kind of came up on them, and there they were, and they were doing their own thing. Uh, uh-huh. it, it almost seemed like uh, they weren't even, they didn't even hardly notice that we were there. Exactly. Uh, they just kind of <laughs> continued on their way. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other things that you, I don't know if you'll notice it, maybe you will notice it. Now, I know... Doug, if you take Connor, you're going to notice it because um, what I'm alluding to is the fact that, you know, this was all like cow pasture, so they had to build up stuff. One of the good the good things about, um, you know, Disney is they like to, when you turn corners, you get reveals and stuff and whatnot. So they have this idea, well, okay, how are we going to build it so that when you come up out of the oasis, you actually see the tree of life and it's there all of a sudden. Well, you know, they needed you to climb. So they actually, it's about 20 feet from the level when you first enter the park through the turnstiles up to the top of the end of the oasis. So the entire oasis is a hill. Um, it's, I, I noticed it last time we were there because I was You're paying right. attention. But. I do remember because when you come out of there, 
walking at the tree, you're walking downhill. Again, exactly. remember that it's the same thing at Magic Kingdom is when you're leaving the park, it's a little bit sloped downhill. Yep. Yep. Yeah, to get your tired rear end out of there. <laughs> exactly. I, t- I yeah. have such an eloquent way of putting those things. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and this wasn't in the Imagineer book, but as we explored it that one last time that we were there, I realized that there were places to sit within the Oasis that I didn't know were there before. And I thought, wow, this is cool too, because they actually want you they put a bench there. I don't know if there was a table there to actually have some snacks or whatnot, but you could sit and watch. And it, I'm thinking of more of that middle section between the two right and left paths as you walk in where the water was and there was different stuff in there. But I just remember thinking, wow, they they just want you to just hang out, you know, and I don't know. No, Most they people really do. weren't. You're right. So. You're right. I mean, it doesn't seem like a, it's the kind of park that they want you to hurry through. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a different, a different whole different paradigm and it takes people a little while to, to get it. And it's kind of nice for the guys like us who who like to enjoy that. And it's not, you don't have thousands of people in your way when you're trying to slow down. And again, you can pull off the side there and, and take it in. So, and not, and not fight the crowd. And Why you're right. And rushes off to, you know, Everest or the safari. And there are a lot of spaces back in, I mean, there that you can just kind of tuck away into. And I mean, you're just kind of there. Nobody seems to... Uh check them out i don't know if they they ignore them or they're just busy trying to get to the next attraction yeah i'm not sure what it is either but uh you know one of the main reasons i love talking about this and you guys i know you do too is the fact that we love telling people about things like this to say hey next time you're there go check it out you know you know i hate to hear a family that says Oh, you know, we went to Disney for six days, but we just eh, Animal Kingdom. What's yeah. you know, Mickey Mouse is just—he's got a safari hat on. No big deal. It's just animals. Yeah. Well, we went, you know, we went to Magic Kingdom for three days. It's you like know, a zoo. Like a zoo with yeah. a roller coaster. It just <laughs> kills me when I hear that. Yeah, and I think as we continue to encourage people and have more shows like this, I think this will help. Um, well, you know what? That's why I was so excited about the. Um, the uh, Tree of Life paths when we put that video out. Yes. I just had that feeling that so many people, either they had seen the outer paths but never really explored that much, and so I really hope that it kind of ignited that for them so that they w- it kind of got that curiosity going in them so they would, next time they were there, want to take, take a walk up through there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, only two other more things that I'm thinking of to talk about in terms of the Oasis, and so... Uh, Just like the Oasis is kind of your introduction into Disney's Animal Kingdom, you know, you're getting introduced back into nature and stuff. Um, I think they want you to, um, they encourage you to search. And when you search, you will find things at the end of your search that is kind of like a, um, it's like a prize for your searching. And of course, none of this stuff is labeled. It's a lot of what we talked about when it comes to the Tree of Life. How you round the corner and it's oh suddenly there's this huge reveal of something you know like a waterfall yeah or, waterfall <laughs> um you know those rock formations to me is a pretty cool deal the you know, river the bank end of oasis i mean stuff like that yeah yeah that the place is about the reveal and there's more than just one you know i always say the reveal and magic kingdom is when you come underneath that train station and you can see the castle that's the true reveal of the park uh animal kingdom the tree is, of course, a reveal when you walk in, but then there are all these minor ones 
the the micro ones as you walk through the park and you find them. Yeah, and it is not laid out like a zoo where, oh, hey, this is a zoo. There's the tiger's big red arrow. You know what I mean? On, on this one, it's like, nope. Uh, yeah, the tigers are around this area. But in the meantime, there's a three or four or five or six different paths you can take to get to the tigers. And while you're going to the tigers, you may run into, you know, all these other things. So it's a pretty cool thing. All right. And then the other, other thing I was just going to say, you alluded to it at the beginning there, is the those rock formations. And so as you crest the hill and you're getting ready to leave the oasis, you are presented again with two paths. You've got the right and the left. And once you, they've, those rock formations, they've did a really good job because you have a sense that you're leaving the canopy of the trees and you're like, okay, I'm out of the canopy, but now what? And then this rock thing's in your way. And you're like, okay, now I can't see anything, basically. So would you it's say, actually pretty low. It, would, I, I, I can bump my head on it, so. Would but. you say it's akin to, like, you're leaving the forest, the jungle area, and entering into the city? I mean, the town, the city, the village? Well, you know, that actually, now that I think about it, like you think of Harambe, you know, right. Harambe is well, just around the corner. I think you, know? you start to see the, the telephone lines, the power lines above you. You start to see the kind of, you know, painted up buildings. That's, that's the way it comes across to me, that you're actually yep. entering villages in the populated area, I guess is what I would say. The populated area, yeah. I think you got that right because, you know, the first thing you come across, you okay, you, you get through the bridge and or you get through the tunnels and you're suddenly, oh, it's wide open. You're stuck with a wide open canopy, no canopy over you. Uh, there's a river below you. You're on a bridge. Uh, straight ahead is the tree of life. The tree of life blends in with the rest of the foliage. You don't even really know it's a tree of life anymore because it's just kind of sitting there and it's all man-made, but... You know, and then you kind of look to the left and look to the right. You see like the, it's those, it's actually, it's where they used to do the boat rides on the water, but they did, did away with that. Um, and, but you still see the docks there, you know, where those boats were. And up ahead is the tip board. That's actually where the tip board is in Animal Kingdom. You can see what the rides are like. And then over to the left is Island Mercantile where you can get um, merchandise and, and anyway and then it branches off from there so you are right it's like you're entering the city or the town of the or the village it whatever it happens to be the village and then think about it as you go back into the outskirts again what do you encounter but the train station that takes you to the next area yep that's really huh it's funny see that's why i like doing these shows because even as we talk through them stuff occurs to me mm -hmm. yeah right. and uh and there, of course, Disney's got their PhotoPass guys right there, so you can get a good shot of the Tree of Life. And uh, and and you're also at the crest of the hill, and so you actually, when you go over the bridge, you go down some more, and then you actually go toward the more of the foot of the base of the Tree of Life. But I just think it's cool that they did a really good job with designing that, so that when you enter, it's like you've kind of gotten rewarded. And it is a big reward, but it's not like, you know. Well, in the layout. The layout's yeah. amazing. When you walk down into it, that swoop, and it actually is amazing. What a design to make it actually run downhill because it does kind of lay everything in front of you as you come out of the wooded area, the jungle area, and now all of a sudden you see this span of population ahead of you. Yeah. But it's also not a population that that looks familiar to us. I mean, it's, True. Not, it's not finished houses. It's not something that looks Americanized in any way, shape, or form, which is yeah. what I love about it. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, and that's why I love the Animal Kingdom Park because it's like, you know, it's it's a slowdown, it's a culture change, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, one of those same root reasons why I love Epcot World Showcase. The fact that you can explore different cultures and communities and get the different feels of the music and everything that's involved. And then Animal Kingdom just becomes a whole park by itself of that culture, you know, and it's right. just like, yep. wow, this is cool. <laughs> Let's go. Um, <laughs> I am I am here in just a few weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I wish I could take everybody along. Just I try to do that through the video, but my hands are shaky and everything. People tell me that they're ready to throw up after they've watched like three minutes of it. So maybe if I do well, something live and just stand in one place and do the pan shots, then maybe that'll work out. Well, you can just take a take a seat and um, you know record some sounds and show some video of Animal Kingdom there. Just get some nice waterfall shots or whatever you want. If you if you're going and stuff, you know. Yeah, I will be in. I'll be in Animal Kingdom. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Okay. So slow down and take it in. Yeah. 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 That's and something I'm still learning. It, so. It, it amazed me, and I know Doug. I don't know if you email. Did you tweet that? You tweeted that where it was the uh, it was the travel. Yahoo Travel put out the top 10 yes. theme parks, right? Yep. I was astounded that Animal Kingdom was like, what was it, like 6 million? And, yep. and Magic Kingdom was like 17, 17 million, million for the year. Well, what's it? Like, top, the top, um, uh, out of the top 10, eight of the top 10 parks around the world are Disney parks. Yeah. yeah. And so it's fine. I'm glad Animal Kingdom made the list. That means at least people were going, but I was thinking, Oh my goodness, only half, less than half of the people that went to Magic Kingdom ever touched place, you know, at, Ana at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And so I'm well, thinking. I'll tell you what, though, Adam, and you know as well as I know, um, we're into the, and this is not, I guess, because I'm older, um, I'm not into so much of the thrill rides. But if they put in this Avatar land, um, that population is going to explode. Yeah. So I, I look to see their population probably double there if they put that in. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good, and it'll help people get get people there. But I hope I'm I still hope. gonna I'm still gonna be preaching. Hey, you know, take your time, slow down, check it out. And, and hopefully yeah. that land is set aside, and it makes you kind of do the same thing there. So, yeah, yeah I'm hoping. So I, I have great expectations. I hope that they don't lose the serenity of the park by uh, having just so many people, you know, that just come tearing into it, tear in, tear out. So we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest things with Animal Kingdom is, and maybe we should have said this in the beginning, is number one, it's not a zoo, and number two, it is not a typical theme park. So people can be confused by entering Animal Kingdom thinking, oh, I've got to only hit the big attractions, and that's all I have time to do, and then i got to run out and do the next park. I, you know, Disney's going to keep adding these big attractions like Avatar Land or whatever it is and stuff, but... I really think, I really hope, and I, I don't think they can change it now. It's built the way it is, but you know, these paths are just going to be amazing. And um, I think because of that reason, it's one of those things that I really like to go and have my meals, like have dinner there or have lunch there. Oh or, yeah. You know, yeah. I still think that they, they, even though they have places to eat, that they could play that up so much more. Mm -hmm. um, as far as even the finer dining side of it, I know you have Tusker House, you have Yak and Yeti. It just seems like they could do even more with that. So, anyway. Well, did, didn't they have kind of like a food and wine type of thing? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah like a mini yeah. one? 
Yeah, I forget what they called it, but it, it got really great reviews. So I, I'm sure they'll do that again. I hope. I hope they do more of that kind of stuff everywhere in all the parks. I think it. Well, I don't. Magic Kingdom isn't really suited for it, but um, yeah, definitely Animal Kingdom and well, Epcot are great for that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, Animal Kingdom is so great is because the the flavors of Af Africa you can just you can do a huge thing of the flavors of Africa. I mean, like that's a whole continent with all the stuff and and not to mention the cultural interaction and everything, all the little kiosks that you can do by themselves. I just think that well, plus. I don't know, I'm just really into the, the African flavor of food. When we ate oh, at yeah. Boma, man, that, the yeah. choices and the, the tastes and the just the uniqueness that, you know, you don't get in an American palate as you're living in the United States. It's, I don't know, I just, that's one of my favorite places to go and try to eat and check out and stuff like that, so. Okay, well, uh, anybody have uh, anything else to offer here on, uh, on the Oasis Paths and Animal Kingdom? Nope, just slow down and check it out okay and I, I will I will try to get some stuff broadcast some stuff back um, for you guys and for anybody who wants to watch I'm gonna try to do a better job of giving people a little more time when I say I'm gonna use stream um, so that people actually have time to get to something to where they can watch it so I'm still learning at that so um, but I, yeah I would like to be able to bring even this park and the intricacies of it uh, to people a little bit more maybe yeah I would just say of any advice um, definitely, if you're listening to the show and you've not taken your time, like uh, we're talking about in Disney's Animal Kingdom, please, you know, whatever you need to do, uh, ask us ahead of time if you want some advice of what to check out. If you're limited on time, please email us, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. I know that all three of us have different ideas of what places to go check out, and uh, we'll, we'll try to give you the best advice we can at you know, before your trip so that you can go and do and enjoy that um, because it is totally worth it when you round that corner and you see that whatever it is, that waterfall and the formations and the, the tunnel that you might have to go under or whatever it is that, you know, that's there that you may not have seen before. And I think every time I've gone, I've explored something and found something new every time. So. Okay. Well, all right. Sounds like uh, we'll wrap up this segment and I'm going to leave you guys with something and you think about this until... On the other side of the break here, um, does anybody know what um, Small World was called before it was before it was called Small? It's a Small World. So think about that, and uh, we'll be right back. I'll give you the answer on the other side. All right, everybody, we're back, and uh, we actually talked about it on break, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, the name of uh, It's a Small World before it was uh, actually named It's a Small World before it was even thought of at the World's Fair in 64 was called Lilliputia, Lilliputia Land, and that actually comes off of a map 
that I've got a picture of. I'll probably stick it up on Flickr also. Uh, it's a 1953 prospectus map that Walt Disney left at a bank. It was actually uh, one of the designs that was um, rejected at the time. And if you listen to that date, it was 1953. Anyway, this one was rejected and he never picked the map back up. And so it actually went up for auction here recently and somebody purchased it. And so I was able to actually see see a little bit, you know, an angle, a shot of the map. And so I'll put that up so you can kind of see it. Uh, but and we were discussing also that I think the Lily side, Lily Pusha, would actually be um, named probably after his wife, Lily. Uh, anyway, he also there's a description on the map that says it's boats on a river, and as you move across the water, you meet characters from other lands. So he had this design and had this thought uh, of Small World uh, before World before the World Fair, and I think he was more into animatronics probably by the time they hit 64 in the World's Fair. You know what I realized? It may have been, yeah, it was Walt's idea and Walt's design and all this stuff, but it may not have come until the Sherman Brothers put the tune together Could be. before they before they came up with the attraction. Yeah, I, I think you know what it is. It's like a lot of the stuff they do. They have they have an actual kind of idea, and then it can sit on the map. I mean, on the drawing board for a decade or more, and sure. other stuff catches up. And when they decide to kind of put it out there it's grander than what they had ever imagined that it could be so yeah anyway but i just um, i think it's cool to think of it that way and then think of what i don't know i've heard the sherman brothers story of why they created if you read the verses if, or sing you know when the the small world tune you hear that you hear the verses of the song you know not with that annoying tune but maybe like just read it as a poem or something yeah. It's about you know like world peace kind of a kind of an interaction. It's a small world after all kind of a stuff. But I don't know. It makes me think. Wow, that's pretty cool that the attraction came about that way. So, well, and when you when you see the picture of this map, just take into account that Walt Disney actually color animated the entire map just so that it would make a better display for the people that he was going to present the idea to. So when oh, yeah. you see the colors in it, think those were actually colored and drawn in and everything by Walt himself. Oh yeah, investors. Think, that was in 1953, yeah. and that was the third, I believe, of fourth prospectus maps that he used, which means there was another one that came along, and by 55, he had this place built. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing, amazing what he was able to do. Cool, cool. Anyway, that was a little bit of trivia, I thought. We never have that, and I really thought that was something that I had never heard before, so I thought I would throw it in there. Um, yeah, well, that's awesome. So that, that's basically what we've got for this week. We'll be back, uh, I hope, again next week. If the thing comes up that we can't record or whatever, then we'll let you all know. And uh, But soon, uh, September 2nd, I will be in the parks, so I'll tweet some stuff out from, from there at the time, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll have time to follow along, uh, at least during some of the days that I'm there. Yeah, I was just going to say, thanks for listening, everybody. Send us a tweet. Uh, follow us at Amazing Places. Check out the Flickr, which is flickr.com slash photo slash these amazing places. Uh, Facebook, we even Facebook and uh, Google Plus. We haven't figured out. I guess we don't have a public Google Plus, but you could try to find us on Google+. Actually, Plus. I'm at, uh, I think it's Doug's, Doug's <laughs> try Places. Try to find us. Yeah, try to find us. I think it's, I don't know, Roy follows me. I don't, I don't even know what the heck my, what, who I am on there. <laughs> what your name is? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. So anyway. That's why I'm following you to keep you out of trouble and... Make sure you make it home at night. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. All right. Yeah, doesn't Google Plus have a GPS navigator tracker on that? Yeah, it does. So, yeah. I've got the, the location <laughs> thing I have turned off, so if I get oh. lost, you'll never find me. 
yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's it for this week, and uh, we will catch up with you again soon. Later. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.